We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm Nick. It's a good day to be a Yankee fan. Yes, we're recording this on Monday, 2.30, Memorial Day, taking some time from the pool for all of our listeners. Got to do it. Got to do it for the fans. Coming off, it's look, Yanks took two out of three against San Diego. It's a holiday weekend. Weather's good. Vibes are good. It's all good today. Yeah. West Coast week. So I don't have to really worry much about games. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wednesday's like a four o'clock, I think, that, which I kind of like. No, it's nine forty. I thought Wednesday. I thought it was nine forty, nine forty, and then like three forty. Nine forty, nine forty, nine forty. Damn, that sucks. Maybe they flat. Like maybe they pushed the a game out. Yeah, because I remember looking at it at one point. Yeah, I mean the teams change it all the time. It's but part yeah, no. of being the Yankees. You know, yep. like if we get flexed to prime time, they're gonna flex us to prime time. You would think Memorial Day, even though it's West Coast, I would have thought that would be like four o'clock our time or seven o'clock our time. Like, it's interesting that the Mariners are just doing a regular night game on Memorial Day, right? I mean, I think for like from a travel standpoint, uh, it's tough. Yes. Like, they, I mean, we played yesterday afternoon, flew across the country, probably didn't get in until late, like to ask the team to come back for a day game. Is, I don't know, kind of tough. That's a good like, point. Here, here, oh, yeah. I get, like, I saw you retweeted a thing not too long ago about, like, the Yankees should have a day game. But let's say we went out there and we were flat today. You know, it'd be, uh, how could they do this to the Yankees? Yeah, then you I'd know? be complaining the other way. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> that's, that's it's a no win. Coming off coming off a fun weekend though the event well let's let's start with the event was was great day Saturday obviously matinee uh, shout out Franco met a met a really loyal listener really nice guy bought, bought me, a me a shot of Jameson and bought me a beer yeah so I didn't point out that he looks like Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> looks just like him <laughs> no it was cool so I mean I guess people listen to this they probably don't follow 
I shocked the world and I was there on Saturday. Do you believe in miracles? Heroic, just heroic. No, I mean, it came up. I was in Arizona and my kids got sick. And the week before I was in Pittsburgh and my kids got sick. And so it was just like a lot on my wife. So I came home early and then, you know, she just didn't have it in her, which I totally understand of um, like, I don't want to host a party on Sunday yeah. anymore. And so when she canceled that, uh, you know, I could have put up a fight, but like, it's not worth it for me. And she was like, well, I took away your social shit. So like, why don't you go on Saturday and uh, texted Andrew? Didn't tell you, wanted it to be a little surprise. You know, I wanted you to walk in the bar and I was standing there and you either be like, dude, that's awesome. Or like, why didn't you give me a ride? Um, <laughs> but it came together like very last minute. And Andrew threw us in a group chat where I don't think you would have even noticed that I was in it if I didn't reply. Like in your commute, you're not paying a ton of attention to be like, wait, why is Jack in this group? chat? No, and there were a couple of those. There were co- like there was one with Colleen in it. And then there was another one. Like I was in multiple of those and I wasn't really, you're right. I wasn't really, I was, I was refreshing looking at the lineup. I wasn't looking yeah. at those. Yeah. I did, but I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'll take a pick. I'm on the GWB. So yeah, no, I mean, it was cool. It was good to, for me, first time at the stadium this year, good energy, good game. It's always great when you're with like a bunch of the Bronx pinstripes people. And just like, and I say, I'm filling in block. Bronx but whenever you go with a group of people that have some kind of common thing beyond like we're all just Yankee fans. Yes. You're meeting. It's a lot easier to like you're meeting people. Obviously, for us being people who like make content, it's a little more. But even for people who just come like there are people who come to these games by themselves and they meet people, they hang out, they talk to each other. So like I didn't realize how much I missed that. Oh, 100 percent. And it really is a different experience because we've all been there and you're at a game in a section and maybe it's a touristy family or it's like college kids that are just not really watching. Like, for instance, our section, like when Judge came up in the ninth inning with a chance to walk it off, everybody is standing up like everybody is paying attention to the game and want the Yankees to win. Nobody's there for like social. I mean, you're there for social reasons, but you know what I'm trying to say? Everybody cares, cares about the game. And that was fun. And to me, the big takeaway was just Seve. He was. He was awesome. Six and two thirds would have had seven innings of Glaberton boot, maybe the easiest ground ball that I've ever seen, which which almost cost us. We can talk about that. But five strikeouts. He only let up the one hit. The Tatis homer. He was great. Yeah. No, I mean, he is. I mean, obviously, it's frustrating and we beat up on him because, like, who knows even like how long you know, he could be injured at any given moment. It could be the smallest thing. He'll be out for forever. But like. I think when you look at like his first start, when you look at that game, it's why we get so frustrated with him. Yes. Yes. Because like we know how good he can be when he's there. We know that like from a physical standpoint, you know, obviously this thing to break down, but he looks like a solid. He looks solid. I know he's not Roger Clemens, but you remember Roger Clemens? Like you never thought like, oh, he's going to hurt his shoulder or his arm. Like everything just looks so solid about him um, that. You know, it's it's just why we get so frustrated is because he can go out there and he can shove and you start to daydream, right? Like I'm on the train home and I'm thinking, man, if him and Cole are both healthy, one, two in a playoff series, like you just you start to fantasize about that naturally. So, yeah, no, that's it's exactly what I was doing. And uh, yeah, he almost got through. It was a little dicey there. Uh, Glaber boots an easy ground ball. Then they got to go to King who lets up the, you know, the go ahead run. But um, DJ really saved the day. You know, that was his 11th home run in the seventh or later to tie or go ahead pretty good as a yankee 
I think for his for his career. Uh, for his career. But I've been to at least three of those, so he's at least half of those are Yeah, yeah no, he's um, you know, n- no one aside from really Judge, like no one looks. I'm Rizzo too. I know he, you know, he's dealing with some, always dealing with positive some back stuff. Like nobody looks like a hundred percent, but like LeMahieu seems to be like he's trending more and more there, even to a certain extent as he's gotten more comfortable with like he knows where he's been playing every day, or he knows yes. that he is playing every day. That may change soon, but we'll see. And he, I mean, was- he is still batting 250 though, and we expect him to be batting like 350. Of course, of course. But it was just it was a big home run. They re- they really needed it. And when you're at the game, at least for me, whenever I'm at home and they're down one late, I'm never I'm never that worried because with the short porch, I always think like somebody will hit a solo homer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You always have that that bailout. You know, I think when this team struggles, it's one where we can't get anyone on base. Like there's time where it's like, well, we're down three. The odds of us getting two people on base and a third person hitting a home run is so low because we're just not getting people on base. Whereas even when we're struggling, we're still the Bronx bombers that the big hits always right there without needing the smaller hits in front of it. Yeah. Like when we're sitting there down two one, I'm like, I don't know who's going to do it, but somebody is going to hit a solo Homer. It ends up being DJ and what a job. I mean, we, this is really, really big was holding them. I mean, not letting the Padres score in the top of the 10th with the automatic ghost runner, essentially guaranteed a victory in the bottom of the 10th. I mean, yeah, because if you're going to get up, like, you know, we made the the quick pinch run to have Allen in there. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, with the game on the line, who more do you want than IKF? Like, that's the dude now. It, it's all about perspective, right? Like, I hated him as the starting shortstop, and I love him as a utility guy. It's all about it's all about the role. I got a next-door neighbor that I love talking to for two to three minutes at a time. He's a Yankee fan, you know, taking out the trash, coming and going. Would I want to spend two and a half hours going out to dinner with him? No. But for the role that he has in my life, I like him a lot. And it's the same thing with IK, man. Everybody's got their role. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I mean, he's still batting 200. So, like – He's uh, 208. It's probably an improvement. He's just more fun in this role. He just fits it better. Because it also, it's not the shortstop, you know? So it's like, hey, he's playing left field. He was supposed to be our fourth outfielder, fifth outfielder, you know? He's playing center field sometimes. He's not supposed to be there. He's filling a third base when we need. Well, he's not even supposed to be there. So everything is extra. Whereas, like, when it feels like, you are, and I still contend, not as bad as a lot of people like to say he was last year. When you are clogging up the pathway that we've been told organizationally is our only like pipeline of hope, which is these middle infielders, then yeah, you know, we want you out of the way. And on a team where half the guys are jogging and dogging it and forgetting how many outs there are, his hustle and heads up play really, really stands out. You never have to worry. Is he going to be running hard? Is he going to forget how many outs there are? He's he's balls to the wall all the time. He straight out out hustled Aaron Hicks off this team. Yeah, That's what he, really did. Like, he didn't play dramatically better than him. No. He's got you know five stolen bases. Hicks obviously had none, but like he's batting 208. Hicks was batting 188. Hicks had a home run. IKF has three. But the big difference maker is really IKF never said like 
I don't know what my place is on this team. Uh, he said at times he probably said, yeah, I don't know what my place is on this team, but when the opportunity is there, I'm going to try to make the most of it. And that's, I mean, that's elementary school shit. Yeah, no, you're, and that's why IKF's hitting walk-off singles and Aaron Hicks's agents calling around begging for a job. It's attitude right there. Uh, perfectly said Sunday offense came out. Really strong. Uh, they had that crazy, I don't know if it was the third or the fourth inning, where it was like, li- there were Little League home runs and balls yeah. flying all over the like weird game. And you think you know, they're up 8-3, you think they're going to cruise. Cole, I don't know if he took his foot off the gas or I don't know what happened. He lets up five earned runs. He's made five start. He made five starts in May. In three of them, he let up five earned runs or more. feel like in April, we got Astros Cole. In May, we got Pirates Cole. And I'm kind of sitting here like, what are we going to get in June? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe there is some, you know, April. April, he was, was like, pretty, ungod- he was godly. He it, like, yeah, but but it was also like pretty clear, like where this team was. Like it was Cole and Prey. And now like maybe that like eats on you a little bit, wears you down. Mentally, you're in, you know, maybe not the best place because, you know, a couple hiccups down the road. But now that if you see us go and especially like, yes, we lost the series against the Orioles. But before that, we beat the Blue Jays. We well, we beat the Rays. Well, even further back, we sweep the athletics. We beat the we tie the Rays. We beat the Blue Jays. We sweep the Reds. We lose to the Orioles. We beat the Padres. Padres still Padres are a bad team. Um, like, yeah, they have a lot of star power, but bad team. Um, and now we get to go out to the West coast, play Seattle, a weekend in LA, which like, I don't know. Some of these guys have like ties to LA and Southern California. Maybe that's a nice reset to then come back East to play the, you know, to play the white Sox, play the red Sox, go to city field. Like hopefully this West coast things, maybe like clears, clear some guys heads and it eats up some calendar days because like i don't know rodon may start a rehab start who knows yeah i don't think he's i don't think he's he's there yet but a bunch of guys will be coming back so i got a lengthy list here stanton's rehab assignment will start tuesday donaldson should be activated and playing tuesday trevino should be activated and playing tuesday canely has another rehab outing tuesday and may come back for the dodgers and Rodon has, I guess, is going to throw his 25th bullpen of the season or whatever um, coming up here. But they, they will get some bullets back now. Canely, so I, a rehab assignment can only last 30 days. And he's at like 21, 22 days. So they essentially have to activate him. Yeah. Soon. Well, I think it's a matter of like, you know, Canely's coming back from like his rehab assignment. They started early because it's essentially spring training. Like, so they start, you know, they could have started that clock later. But you started earlier so you can get him into some games and a value. And worst case, you shut it down and start it up again. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's good to see that they're moving forward with him. It, it feels like we're going in the right direction. Yeah, they need him. Um, Marinaccio has, has struggled a little bit recently. Definitely need another high leverage arm in there. Holmes is hit or miss. And, and you mentioned going to the West Coast. I don't have the numbers pulled up, but it seemed like growing up, the Tory and Girardi teams always kind of struggled on the West Coast. The Boone teams have played pretty well out there. I mean, like you said, Judge is from out there. Boone is a USC guy. Stanton, SoCal guy. Cole, SoCal guy. Higgy. I mean, they have a lot of 
SoCal guys on this team. I mean, maybe that's why they they play better out there with this this newer group. Yeah, I mean, it it could be that. I think there's a lot of, you know, obviously it's a it's a little different now with the way the schedules change, but like they tend to be pretty bad teams on the West Coast. Like that, we used to play a lot of AL West. Obviously, we didn't play as much NL West. But even when you look at, it, you've got the Astros, you've got the Dodgers, and besides that, it's like the Mariners. Like the Mariners made the playoffs recently for the first time in forever, but like they're still just barely above 500 in a bad division. I mean, the Rangers are in first place in that division. And I got good news: we won't see Luis Castillo, who absolutely destroys us. us every time. He, us. So last year he had a seven, seven shutout and an eight shutout against us. Yeah. 15. Innings, we didn't score a run. So like, we're going to avoid him. We're going out to play a team. That's like, you know, only three games above 500. We're a team that's nine games above 500. So we should have a little bit better of a chance. And then the Dodgers, you know, we're going, we only go to Dodger stadium. I don't think the Dodgers ever come to New York. 2016 was the last time. Yeah. It's been, this is yeah. And they were out there. We were out there in, 19, yeah. And I think 17. 22 and 23. Yeah. Wow. Weird. Um, but, you know, there are another two. There are 10 games above 500. They're in first place in a bad division. But, like, that's a playoff team. So, like, you do – you can't hide from playoff teams all year. So, we're kind of getting them in spurts. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see what we have. But this could be a good trip. It's also, you know, with the – excitement of so it's always everywhere the Yankees plays a big game to someone and whether it's like the the other team is like you know we want to throw our best punch here because it's the Yankees in town or it's because you know it's a Saturday night game like when we go to Baltimore and they do that um with the Mariners like you know they're they're above 500 it's extended you know expanded playoff field and things like that there's a bit more energy like in the stadium because like even when you're going, when you go on the road, if like if you in previous years, like when we'd go to the Trop, and there's only ten thousand people there, and eight thousand of them are Yankee fans, it's like oh, it's another home game, but it's not because there would be at least thirty thousand Yankee fans. So it's just like it's easy to fall into that lull. I feel like where yes, if you're getting Mariners and Dodgers, you're probably getting some decent crowds, some decent games, some decent energy, so that you don't just let these games slip away. No, and I remember last year the, Mar- the when we played in Seattle, it was during the week, and there were sellouts, and I heard some Let's Go Yankees chants. There were a lot of Yankee fans there. And then you talk about this Dodger series. You're going to have Larry David behind home plate. You're going to have Nick Turturro. You're going to have all the those SoCal Yankee fans from Hollywood and those transplanted celebrities out there. there. And those games, Saturday's Fox, Sunday's ESPN. I mean, those are probably going to be the most watched baseball games of the entire regular season, I would guess, this week. Yeah, probably. Right? It's going to be a party. It's going to be a celebrity party. I think it's going to be Severino Friday and Cole Saturday, which, hey, can't ask for much more with, with the bright lights, right? Yeah, a nice four o'clock start, you know, that that time for Cole. I think Cole, I think Saturday seven, but I guess it's four, oh, it is seven. four out it there. Is seven. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, four out there. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, four o'clock, you know, because that also – so a certain, and, you know, I, I'm a big, like, you know, I like the guys focusing on what they're being paid to do and why they're out there. But for a guy who's from that area, you get a four o'clock start. You're out of there by seven. The, ne- the next game is four o'clock the next day on Sunday. You're not playing in that game. 
you can go have a nice dinner with your family. And I expect Cole to dominate on Saturday. I, I think he's going to come I back. Expect, and, yeah, Cole's the kind of guy who has like dinner plans with the family after maybe extended family. And like, we're going to have a reason to celebrate because I'm going to go out there, you know, like he understands the moment. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure his wife is coordinating like nobody's texting him for tickets like he's sure yeah. he's telling Amy, you you handle all this. Um, I, I expect him to dominate where Seve's a guy. I could see him Friday night, maybe a little bit too amped up, overthrowing a little bit uh, out there under the under the bright lights. But there'll be man, I feel like everywhere we go, it's at least 40 percent Yankee fans. Like I feel like we're never in a stadium and it's just 90 percent the home team fans. I think Houston. Um Houston's I th- one. I think, uh, you know, like Boston because of the like how close it is and like people from New York end up in Massachusetts. You get some because it's like closer. Yes, yes. But and, but yeah, you know, like you said, the Do- I mean, the Yankees are a brand. The Dodgers are a brand. And you're going to, you know, brand city USA, which is Los Angeles. And they won't be wearing those stupid uh, – remember when the last time they were there, those black and white uniforms? Oh, yeah, the Players <laughs> Day or whatever. It was so – it was so, so dumb. It's funny though. The Mariners series is much more important when you get back to the actual baseball because that's a team we'll probably be competing for a wild card spot with. We're not really competing with the Dodgers for anything. Yeah, yeah. The, the Mariners games matter more but the – Dodgers games are important as like it's like a measuring stick series. Yes. To see like where are we? And like we know that we're not great right now, but is it like all right, these guys they have that dog in them to get two out of three? Or like they can hold their own like just you're you're trying to not get swept. Yeah. Because they are the better team, you know, statistically. And I haven't looked at what pitchers we're gonna face, but any team with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman on it and all the all the stars that they have, even though they did let some guys walk, I'm sure we'll see Kershaw for one of the games. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language 
in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And then I guess, who do they have when they come back? You said the Mets. I haven't like that June. We come back. We come back. We have the White Sox and the Red Sox. So we don't play a single Monday in June. Which will be good for our recording. That was originally why we started recording on Mondays because yeah. there was no game. All right, so we're, that's good so for it's us. Got, so we got White Sox, Red Sox at home. Then we go to City Field. Then we go to Boston. Like a, a good number of off days. Like we're in Seattle, off day Thursday, off day Monday, off day the next Monday, Thursday, off day Monday, off day Monday. So they get some time off in June, which is good. And we've got these two Red Sox series. And the Red Sox fucking suck. So that's good. That's, yeah, that's, no. Feel nice for sure. And those are going to be we'll get a couple Saturday night games in there. Are you going to go to the that home Red Sox series like June 9th, no. 10th, 11th? No, no, probably not. I mean, you never know. Things things change. Yeah. But I'm in New York. I have meetings the 6th and 7th in New York, and I'm working on a meeting for the 8th. And I've extended like the oh, if you want to get dinner after like I'm down and sometimes clients pass on that. And I'm hoping for a pass on that. Of course. Of course. Because then I'll just go to a game. Like if I have you a hotel can, yeah. in there, I'll just go to the stadium. And that's such an easy game. I mean, you could probably get a comp for a Wednesday night. Oh, White I, was, Sox game. I was told on Saturday, just let us know how many tickets you need. How do you think I showed up with a, a box full of chicken sandwiches? Yeah, that was great. To hand, was I was great. handing out beers and chicken sandwiches in the section because I went and say hey i'm here we could use some food they kind of tasted like the popeye's chicken sandwich it was a uh, foku it was spicy it was spicy yeah yeah had some had some zest to it yeah now that that hit that hit the spot the bar behind us like that liquor bar i didn't realize you could just get beer at like a regular stand and i was waiting on that that regular bar line for so long and somebody's like oh if you don't need a mixture you just go over here i was like fuck i didn't realize that there were crazy lines. Like there yeah. were 38,000 people that had gone in by like the second inning. Um, I don't know what the final attendance was. 40, I saw 46 and change. I don't know how much of that is like they count sales. Whereas like I talked to someone who has like the report. They refresh it like 38,000 tickets have been scanned uh, you know, to come in the stadium. OK. Um, but yeah, like there were lines all over the place like my hookup was and i sat at the other end of the section from you i should have just sat closer or let you know like they have the like grab and go coolers where i could just go mm. and grab them and i don't have to pay or wait in a line or anything we just get them um but yeah like there were some long lines there and even i at the end of the ninth inning like i was like all right i gotta pee really bad so i'm gonna go i went to the bathroom and there was a line for the women's room that was so long like everyone brought their wives girlfriends sisters everyone out there was a lot more women, I feel like, that I yes. because the lines for the bathrooms looked like a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> like it was so the women's lines were so fucking long. I feel like there's way more women at day games than night games. It's a fun thing. Like I showed up at the dugout and Andrew was in the front and I was like, I just wanted to like check out the back, you know, yeah. see what they move. And so one of the things I said is like you forget, especially living in like the suburbs. 
when you're in like a city and then like, especially there's an event like girls in their 20s who get like a little dress, not like dressed up, but like a little dress to go to something like this. And I saw I walked in and there was this table of like four or five like gorgeous girls just shoving so much Taco Bell in their faces because <laughs> of the window at the dug. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, it's so good to be back. No, it is. It is. And honestly, that's one of the things that Hal did that I like. Like, I feel like from maybe, I don't know, 2012 to like 2015, it wasn't like Yankee Stadium wasn't really the place to be. And I feel like it is the place to be again because of all these standing room areas and they're they're attracting a younger crowd. I do like that. It's like a more happening place, even if not all of those people are locked into the game, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's good energy because like also it's one of those things like when I used to do. When I had a, a comedy podcast, I did live like boozy brunch shows. So I'd rent out, I'd essentially rent out a bar for two hours. And, you know, if you would normally pay $35 tax and tip to have like an entree and all you can eat, all you can drink, I would pay the place 30. I'd buy every seat and I charge 45. And I would do a show in the middle. But I very much focused my show and the live experience on girls to get girls to come because if girls will come, guys will go. Yes. It's just course. it's just a lot easier. It's yes. so much easier. Like you found a wife who has like accepted and like gotten into your interest in this. Same yes. thing with me. So it's much easier to get them to go because we also cater our experience. So like, hey, it's going to be fun. We're going to go to the bar beforehand. These bars are cool. All of that. And it just makes life a lot easier because guys will go where girls are. That's that's a rule that's as old as time and will never will never change. Yeah, no, the bar and and you have so many options. Like, I mean, I know if you want Billy's has a certain feel and then Stan's has a certain feel. The dugout has a certain feel. There's a couple in between uh, Billy's and Stan's that I've never been to, like smaller ones, but I'm sure they're I'm sure they're fun, too. Yeah, well, there's like it depends like the vibe you're looking for. Like stands yeah. is where you can go if like you want to see two firemen in MAGA hats fight each other. Um, <laughs> Billy's is like a nightclub. Yes. Um, and you're the dugout is kind of like a mini Billy's. Like they had a DJ in there, but like they have the like four dollar PBRs. They have some like cheaper drinks. Yeah. And then yeah, there's like the twin bar, which is right next to Billy's, which was okay. the old owners of Billy's who sold Billy's and then opened a place right next door. Um, but that's more for just like listening to music on the street and dancing. And then so there's that's that one. Okay, yeah. I always yeah yeah they got they have the they have the speakers outside. No, it was a great it was a great day. It's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great summer in the Bronx. Who are you most excited about injury wise? Like we're getting all of these guys back like today, basically this week. Who are you? Most excited about Stan. Judge has 15 home runs, but like he's not going to keep that pace without more protection. And also, if that protection is Rizzo, then Rizzo, who's still batting above 300, he's going to see less. So like Stanton just offers more to that lineup. He does, and the, the Rizzo injury. I mean, that was so scary because yesterday. I mean, we avoided the we avoided the scare, but it was like fuck. Like if he has to miss even this week before Stan gets back, like Judge has zero protection. Yeah, and you also you want to get away from the revolving door that is the regular roster in the IL a little bit. Yeah, I'm really excited about Canley, man. I loved him when we had him the first go round, and I just think this bullpen really needs an extra punch. King. King King's great, but he's quiet. 
Holmes is really quiet. Wandy's got some personality, but like I think Canely is going to add some real sizzle to this pen. We need another high leverage arm. I think he has a chance to be the closer. Like Clay, I think we talked about this. Like your closer, like I want my closer to get strikeouts. Holmes is a ground ball guy. You see a lot of times these ground balls turn into infield hits, especially with with the shift changes. Like to get a guy like Canley who could come in and get punch outs in the ninth inning and be fired up, like I think that could add a lot to this team. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think Canley's uh, a big arm. I mean, I remember I was with Barstool when we traded for David Robertson and Todd Zeal, uh, Todd Frazier. Wow, Todd Zeal. And, and I was just like, I wrote a blog at the time where I was like, Canley's the big pickup here. He's a young guy who throws 100 miles an hour. And, you know, obviously we've lost him. He's come back. He's dealt with some injuries and stuff like that. But at the same time, um, it gives us the opportunity to have that lights out closer. Maybe it gives him like he's got he's coming into a situation where he can get opportunities to close, which he maybe wouldn't have gotten with other teams or in this at any point with this franchise, because we've normally had that guy. The weirdest like, oh, I've seen a jersey out in public was when I lived in Fishtown. I was going to dinner on like a Friday night and we were walking. And there was a guy with a Canely jersey with the name on it, just like. The Yankees weren't in town or anything like that. Like it was just like it was completely bizarre to be like, one, I got to buy a Canely with an I got to buy a Canely jersey. I need people to know it's Canely. And like it's Friday night and it's date night and I got to look my best. So I'm put on my Canely name on the back jersey. Just weird. No, it is weird. And I, I, just because I know you're big on the jersey thing, you'll you'll like this. So like Jamie's like wanted a jersey. For a while, like a pinstripe jersey. I'm not a jersey guy, but like she wants one. She really likes Gardner. And she's like, oh, like if I get 11, like that was Gardner. And then it'll just be Volpe for the next 15 years. I was like, that's exactly why you don't get the name. I was like, Jack would love that. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know, I'm so excited about that. Uh, Yeah, really excited about Canely. And it sounds like Trevino or Trevino, they just he wasn't that banged up or the hamstring wasn't that bad. Boone talked about how he just had those like. Nixon Paynes is a catcher and they just wanted to give him a nice break, which I'm, I'm fine with. Yeah, it makes sense to do. It's just like because it's nothing. It's not a big um, deal, the hamstring, until you make him squat for 150 right. pitches. Right. Four out of five days a week. Then it becomes a thing. So it's one of the hopefully like smart of like smart things that we've done of just like, let's get ahead of this and let's be honest about it. Let's not wait seven days and retroactively put him on and play shorthanded. <laughs> exactly. couple decisions though, coming up with these guys coming back. So I would assume Rortvet, he's got an 800 OPS in the couple of games he's played. He's looked pretty solid. You, you assume he's going down, right? They're not going to carry three. Yeah. Catchers. He's got the options. Yeah. They're not going to carry three catchers. We're not in a three catcher position, especially because you have IKF on the team. And he's an yes. emergency catcher. Yes, that's a good point. That's a good point. So who do you think goes down for Donaldson? Um, huh. Uh, maybe Bauer. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Bowers. Bowers probably makes more. They have a lot of outfielders up right now. Yeah. I mean, Calhoun's playing better than Bowers. And then like, one of those, it, it'll it'll be Bowers and, and then Stanton. So Bowers and Calhoun are both. Going yeah, down for Stan and Donaldson. And dude, Peraza, Ray, I, I feel like this is quickly turning into like a Miguel and Duhar situation where 
Peraz is too good for the minors. They don't really have a spot for him. It doesn't seem like he's coming up anytime soon, barring an injury. Like, I don't want him to just go to complete waste like so many of our other quote-unquote top prospects have. Well, I think you know, you've got a couple things. You've got to look at the combination of Calhoun, Bowers, and Franchi Cordero. Because Franchi fucking sucks, too. Yeah. He's been 150. <laughs> so it's like, but him, I you'd have to DFA him. Uh, he doesn't have options. So there is a combination of like, what are we going to do with options versus maybe just DFAing a guy? And then, I mean, Peraza is tearing it up in AAA. There's no like clear spot of where he should be on the major league roster. Unless you could trade Glaber. Be fine with that. That error, man. Like it's just, I know, I know he has pop. He's got, again, he's got an OPS over 800, nine bombs, but like that, the error that we were at, I mean, that just encapsulates everything that, that bothers me there. A chance to get out of the inning. He makes an error. And then the next guy, the Padres scored the go ahead run. Like how many times has that happened already where he makes it either a mental error or a physical error at the worst possible time? It just it gets old. But I think also when you're sitting in the stands there and you look at it and you go. All right. Matt Blake came out. Talked to Seve. Seve got a weak ground ball the second that Glaber missed. Send you take Savvy out of the game. Like, it wasn't a line drive to center field. Nah, I think uh, he was. I think it he might have been 82 pitch. pitches. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I would have maybe gone with him. You would have left him in at that point. I mean, our bullpen fucking sucks. Look what happened. I know. I know. I know. It's 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 dicey. Yeah, you don't feel like maybe Wandy is the guy that you have the most. Wandy and King after yeah. that. It's. But yeah, I think between like Bowers. Calhoun and Cordero. Someone clearly has to go. Also, at the same time, like Oswaldo Carrera is batting 200. Oh, yeah. No, he I, I would be fine sending him down. He's been a complete zero at the plate the entire year. But I do think like more and more you're seeing for fans it being like very clear of like we should get rid of Glaber. Um but at the same time, you want to keep his value up. And I get it. Like, people love Glaber. He's got nine home runs. But if you want Peraza, you, you're going to have to make a move. And, like, the move is definitely not swapping Peraza for Volpe. Now, Volpe needs to get more hits. Like, I feel like every hit he has is, like, a game-winning hit. Yeah. But we're batting under 200. Yeah, no, he's think he's sitting at 196 or 197. He's really got to pick it up, and he's chasing. He's chasing a lot. Even if he was walking more, it'd be fine. But you're seeing he's he's fouling off a lot of pitches that that aren't in the zone. And I get it. You have to give him. You have to leave him at short. Peraza just seems like there's no plan. He, he fucking he starts game one of the ALCS. Then he's then he's down. Then he's not on the opening day roster. Then he's up for a week, and now he's down again. It just it's it reminds me so much of with Clint. And then Duhar, where it's just these guys are talented, but there there was no plan put in place. Like Volpe, they had a plan. They're gonna fucking start him day one, and and he's the shortstop. Peraza, they don't have a plan. Yeah, I think it's like yeah, once he once he got up, it it's like yeah, that's what we're going with every day, which makes sense. You know, I'd like to see the Yankees win a couple of more games, like big. Um, yeah, no blowouts so- really recently. And because I think with the blowouts too, like every every at bat that Volpe has means so much. Like because every at bat means so much. Good point. It's good. Point. Where if you have like a six run lead, and he's getting two at bats during that, like take a breath, 
and then maybe you know the game slows down for you. No, that's a good that's a good call out. I, I think that would help him a lot. And we always talk about that with the bullpen, like those high leverage innings. They they count more. You know, these at bats count more. And I think what they should do, like Donaldson, we've all kind of joked, like, oh, take your time. But I do think it might be good to get in that, you know, three man rotation with Donaldson and Torres and LeMahieu and, you know, get DJ off his feet a little bit, give Glaber a day here and there. Like, I don't want Donaldson playing seven days a week, but I think three or four days is, is fine. Yeah. Rotate those guys. Yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, I'd like to see a start settling out like who this team is going to be. Yeah, I'd like no. to get some more hits because, you know, you think about it, like we swept in Cincinnati. He went two for 12. So it's like it's going down and going down. But, you know, he'll have a big sack fly when the opportunity comes. Like he's not afraid of the big moment, but eventually it won't like the big moment will become too much. If, if all your success is only in the big moment, it's not going to stay that way forever. And it's like you talk about with Oswaldo Cabrera. It's like it's great that he has great energy and he's happy to be there. But at some point, you need to hit. It's just, Yeah. <laughs> it's that simple. Division, just real quick before we wrap this up, the, the standings, we're starting to separate ourselves a little bit from the bottom of the pack. We're three games up on Boston. We're three and a half up on Toronto. A couple of teams that have been struggling. I mean, I don't want to be a third place team, but third place in the AL East will definitely be good enough for a wild card spot. Um, yeah, we can move into second. You know, if we had taken that series against Baltimore, we'd only be, you know, two back of them right now. So it's like that's within reach. It's a long season. We play them again in July. Um, and it, the Rays just aren't going to win at this 700 clip. Like no. we're only seven games back and seven games between now and the end of the season is very doable. It but we, do need, we need to get better and guys have yeah. to step up. Baltimore, I think specifically, they they're they have one guy on the IL. Like they're they're completely 100% locked and loaded health wise. You'd think at some point some of their guys at some point will, will get injured and maybe they come back down to earth. It's a good lineup though with Mullins and Rutschman and Hayes. They're getting blown and out today, five nothing. Good, good. The end of the eighth, going into the ninth inning. All right, well we'll take that. Look, it's all it's all good. I'm gonna fire up the grill in a little bit, a little cigar for Memorial Day. Yankees are I'm, good. I'm going right in the pool from here. Nice, man. Nice. Anything anything else to kind of wrap up with? Anything we didn't we didn't touch on that you'd like to address? No. I mean, I think it's uh, it's Memorial Day, so I don't think either one of us wants to be here too bad, but we do want to help you with your commute on Tuesday morning. And it was just like really good to um, to like to see people. Yes. People listen to the show. We really appreciate it. Anyone who comes from Spin Tribes events, it was great hanging out with you. Um, and yeah, we look forward to seeing you guys again. I think there might be something in September. That's what I've heard. Uh, okay. Okay. So we've heard, I've heard some rumors. So, but we'll see. And if, if uh, you can follow Nick on Twitter at nkirbynyy, follow me at JJ from the Bronx. And if we don't see you in an event in September, I mean, we'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.